This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Oh, Hurts has all day. Now some rushers come. Going to throw it as far as his arm can take it, which is well short. And the Kansas City Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. Mahomes, baby. Things just happened. I got a great team. We had, we had an unbelievable run, and man, it feels good. Not man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to win it, and look at us now. Those, those low lives. <laughs> Let me ask, when, at halftime, what did Andy say to the football team? Because the second half, which is kind of historic for this football team, you always seem to make the comeback and win the game. What did he say, if anything? Just told everybody, be yourselves. We were a little un- uncharacteristic in the beginning, um, and everybody had that determination, that look in their eye, coming out here in that second half. They are going to pour everything out on that field, and that's what you saw. You saw everybody pour everything out on that field for the, the second half, and uh, sure enough, that Chiefs came away with a victory, baby. Congratulations. Thank you Enjoy. very much. Hey, Chiefs Kingdom, you got to fight for your right. And all those Chiefs fans in Arizona last night after the Chiefs won another Super Bowl. Uh, filling in the blank there for Travis Kelsey. Welcome to the show. Wake up, Mid-Missouri. I am Brandon Rather. Stephanie Bell is back. Good morning. Here's Mr. Brian Houseworth. Patrick Mahomes also gave tribute last night to Len Dawson. I thought that was so classy. Um, Dawson is a name that a lot of younger fans won't remember. I mean, he played so many years ago, but he was a longtime broadcaster. People forget. I mean, sports director, great quarterback, Purdue Boilermaker as well. But Mahomes really gave him a shout-out last night. I thought that was uh, just tremendous, just very impressive. I thought it was cool, too. There's producer Hannah. Hello. John Marsh is joining us, too. My name is Brandon Rather. Something we can do for you, 874 9390 874 And a lot of traction on some, by the way, so this is going on, and then uh, apparently we're shooting the ship. Several more pieces. We don't even know what they are. Shot down over the weekend. The latest yesterday, somewhere over Lake Michigan. And there are a bunch of questions there because I wonder. So before, so Joe let the, the, the big Chinese spy balloon. We knew that it was a spy balloon. Let it traverse the entire country. Uh, and then, in effect, he he lied to the American people about how he handled it. And he did that in the State of, State of the Union when he said, And hey, we get tough on China. Look at what I did this week. Was that was yeah just in it was just a, a lie uh, that basically went unabated. Thank goodness for Marjorie Taylor Greene for calling him out on his uh, his lies. But now all of a sudden, now they're seeing balloons left and right. So one of the questions: How come we hadn't been seeing these before? And now all of a sudden, why are you wanting to pew 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 just shoot down everything in sight when before? Well, we got to be diplomatic and all this. There are a lot of double talk going on. Yeah, and a lot of questions that are going unanswered, and Biden hasn't really had much to say about it, other than what we heard in the State of the Union. But since the next three uh, have been discovered and downed, um, hasn't really said a lot. And there, you know, what we're hearing from the folks that are finding these things is that, well, our radar, we had to adjust it to catch these things because they're moving so slowly. So, I mean, have they been there all along? And we just, they were, we were not finding them? We turned on the lights. And look, it's like when you go out to the old shed and you haven't been out there probably, you know, since like October to put the rakes away. And now it's almost March. And so you go out to the shed and you turn on the lights. So you start working. And all of a sudden, the mice, 
<laughs> they scatter everywhere because you've shed some light on the subject. And that's kind of what they're saying. Well, we've adjusted our satellite. <laughs> we've adjusted our reading glasses. And now all of a sudden we can see better. And we're finding lots of stuff floating around. We're not quite sure what it is because no one's talking about it. Uh, but it, apparently it's serious enough that we're closing some airspace and we're shooting things down. Mm. Uh, you think about the airspace that was closed. Think how remarkable that is for uh, a, a president to have a president under his watch because of things floating around in the skies that we don't know about. And he's fearful of taking any action, which we knew that on January 20th, 2021. We knew these things would be happening and they... They're happening. Um, how remarkable that is. That because of a, the inadequacy of a president of the United States of America that, like, well, we got to shut down some airspace. We don't know what the heck is happening here. But now, all of a sudden, we'll just shoot these things willy-nilly because, well, that's the American public. So it's just a lot of double speak there. And then I'm wondering, one of the other words that they used to explain some of the, was UFOs. I thought we got rid of... We're not saying unidentified flying objects anymore. Yeah, UFO is the improper term. It should be UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. And that sparked some comments via text at 874-9390. Is it space aliens? Are we getting invaded? Because we know what... Listen, we know NATO has told us... You probably have gotten tired of me playing the clip here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. But NATO said, listen, here's why Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine. It was because of Joe Biden's weakness. He was weak. January 20th, 2021, when he took over, he was weak. And then we saw his sloppy pullout in Afghanistan. And Vladimir and the rest of the world saw it. And so Vladimir said, you know what? I'm going to get my coat on. Now's a good time to invade Ukraine. And that's what these aliens in outer space are doing now. <laughs> They're going, hey, you know what? Now's a good time. To perfect time. <laughs> Now's a good time. Not to just the Chinese. <laughs> Now's <laughs> A good time to invade planet Earth because they have a piss poor president. So now that's what all these balloons and we're killing aliens. And we got some text on it, by the way. The reports are not. But I mean, the reports from last year, it was a government report. And I think for me, the scariest thing was it wasn't like crazy people phoning in being like, I see aliens. It was our military, our trained military yeah. that were up in the air saying, look, there's something here. We have no idea what it is. It is demonstrating some really weird properties um, and we, we can't figure it out. And to me, that's the most terrifying thing that we knew about yeah. these things. And action. Yeah, and and we and now apparently there are more. We still don't know what the heck they are. We said earlier it's the little green man, and all of a sudden, uh, it is not. And I don't know if it's the whole planet or just us, Steph, but we're getting invaded all of a sudden by these uh, UFOs and little green people. Someone c kindly pointed out they're gray, not green. <laughs> and we got more than one text. You said, you know, the, the aliens—they're not green. They're green. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and you might be right. <clears throat> there used to be a show on TV years ago called, uh, it was called Unsolved Mysteries. I, I thought you were going to say Mork and Mindy. <laughs> no, no. Although that was <laughs> one too. <laughs> but uh, Unsolved Mysteries, it was Robert Stack, and he actually came to Missouri for several segments. It's been off the air probably 25 years, maybe longer. But I know he had some segments where, uh, and it sounded a little outlandish, but he would talk to people who served in the Air Force that say that they saw these, you know, and I don't know about the ones you're talking about, uh, basically unidentified objects, UFOs. They, they said that. 
and that uh, they tried to talk to people about it, and they were ordered by the Air Force and the military not to speak about it anymore. I saw several segments on that. They were actually pretty well done. Now, who knows how you know accurate that is, but I definitely remember seeing that. Now, one of them was a Missouri segment, as I recall. Well, and so I'm looking back at this report, and they're saying in addition to the 144 UAP reports covered during the 17 years of reporting, there have now been 247 new reports and another 119 that were either since discovered or reported us in that time period. And this totals 510 UAP reports as of 30 August 2022. And now apparently four more in the last seven days or eight days, right? Hmm. Yeah, I guess we know what one of them was, right? The Chinese spy balloon. But the other three have not been. They're still in the in the realm of UAP. And they're still picking, trying to get part of that in Alaska, but they have ice and the temperature's 15 degrees. I mean, very hard to do that. I, I like how they kept saying it fell. Uh, it crashed onto uh, it crashed onto frozen water. Frozen water. Hmm. Ice? Yep. Ice. <laughs> <laughs> but, but John Kirby, who, by the way, John Kirby, uh, spokesman on the Department of Defense, who, what have you, he's not one of those, when you're talking about things of that nature, when we're talking about the safety of our country, John Kirby, I'm just saying, I'm not knocking his politics or anything with his statement, but he doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in me. If we're getting attacked by the aliens and these little gray men, and green men. And John Kirby ain't exactly inspiring confidence. I also love this off the text from Richard. I'm going to start a drinking game. Every time Brandon says the phrase, the tragic events of January the 20th of 2021, I'm going to take a shot. I suspect I'll be passed out drunk by 7.15. <laughs> well, and if you need help not doing that, Richard, you let me know and I can help you with that too. That started because, uh, oh, because uh, the J6 stuff. Uh, we would hear all the national news outlets. The tragic events of January. Our country changed forever on January the 26th. So we flipped the script a little bit. And said, well, the, the, our country changed on January the 20th. You want to talk about a real travesty. It was January the 20th, 2021. Hang tough, Richard. And if you need to, get an Uber driver. Don't be driving into work this morning. I don't have anything to compare this to. It just struck me as odd. Uh, by the way, Brian, I'll give you a do- Do we know, is, your, is Dr. Yearwood, he's the superintendent that's caused mega issues with the Columbia Public School District in his short tenure here so far. Do we know, is he resigning? He is not resigning. Has he said, like, no, or is he still thinking about it? Obviously, they just extended his contract. So, um, Fred and Mike Murphy actually talked about 20 mail, wasn't it? 15 minutes probably on their segment Saturday. And um, basically, Mike Murphy's take is that Dr. Yearwood, um, his entire administrative team at that office at Aslan is um, basically very left leaning. Um, And Fred had some insights in his, uh, I don't know how accurate this is, but Fred said that there were some very different things said to community members in a meeting with Dr. Yearwood than the meeting with Caleb Rowden, that they were, according to Fred on air, you can hear it on our website, he said that the whoever these people in the meeting, he didn't say who they were, were called segregationists and homophobes. That's what Fred said on air. So, and that's that. That's another interesting thing, and that's why, as a matter of fact, I spoke with our uh, Attorney General Friday night in Springfield, uh, 
Andrew Bailey was there, and I said we were talking about the conversation a couple of weeks ago. They got national news mm-hmm. coverage because of Columbia school officials. You had somebody who's in the in the administration at Columbia Public School District on the planning commission for that uh, for that event, and they took these little kids. And at that event, there was a drag show. We know the national embarrassment it brought down on us here in Mid Missouri. It's not the first time the Columbia Public School District has done that, but that's one of the other things. So that one of the responses was only two parents complained. Those two parents who complained have gotten, they won't talk to them. They've sent me the emails. Uh, the other thing that now I'm starting to hear is like, you know, when, when Yearwood or the mouthpiece for the Columbia Public School District puts out statements, they're saying one thing in the public and they're telling parents, they're telling them other things. So I didn't know you were going to say that, Brian. I'm, and and who, who said that? The, well, Mike Murphy said that the team that surrounds him over there is left-leaning. Uh, and uh, it was, uh, and Mike Murphy also believes that the statement that was sent to the governor and the attorney general was not written by Yearwood, but was in fact written by the district's legal team. That's what Mr. Murphy said here on the radio station on Saturday. It was Fred Perry, and again, kws.com, 939theeagle.com, but Fred Perry said that these comments about homophobes and segregationists were said during a meeting. He did not provide details on when or who was in the meeting, but that's what he said on air. School board president David Seaman. By the way, he's got some interesting stuff on his stuff where he's saying some disturbing stuff on his uh, social media. So I have no context for this, but school board meeting tonight, one of the things we're going to talk about is approving a $15,000 contract uh, for coffee, specifically just in the administration building, not within the school, apparently. Uh, from what I gather, teachers, they get a Keurig machine and then they bring their own Keurig coffee or it gets donated. But apparently inside the building, um, in in just the administration building, $15,000 estimated annual cost for coffee. And I don't say that as a complaint because I have nothing to compare it to. I don't know how many people work in that administration building. I just know somebody sent it to me and thought that it was odd. Coming up just a few minutes from now, we are going to be doing your morning bell business news. Little twist only Stephanie Bell can do for you. What do you have for Steph? Well, there has been so much winning in Missouri. This has kind of flown under the radar, but Missouri had a big win in the Wall Street Journal. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Hello, it's 826 time for the Morning Bell Business News with a little twist only Stephanie Bell can give you. Big win on the court for Mizzou on Saturday. Big win for the Chiefs yesterday. And this is being overlooked, but a big win for Missouri in the Wall Street Journal. They did a survey slash report about remote workers and where they said these U.S. cities are great places to live for remote workers. So... Um, they created kind of, they asked folks, what are the, as a remote worker, what are the things you're looking for? And you could rank these things. One being, an important one being fast Wi-Fi, right? If you're going to work remotely, you got to have fast Wi-Fi, but cheaper cost of living, access to an airport, easy access to parks, Brandon, uh, more art venues, um, lower price homes, larger homes, job market, restaurants, and Missouri, uh, Got the number one spot. Uh, any guesses on which location in Missouri would have got? Branson. Close. Springfield took the number one spot. Joplin took the number two spot. Now, this is nationwide. That people want to go to Joplin and Springfield? That it's, yeah, for remote working. That huh. based on all of the different factors, uh, low cost of living, like size of home, access to high speed internet, 
close, you know, you're still close to that uh, that airport that you can then hop wherever you want to go. Um, also uh, making the list, Kansas City, Kansas, um, which is, you know, close to us. And then St. Louis actually topped the list as well. Um, and so, and, and they talk about Springfield right in the first paragraph. And they're saying, you know, Springfield, known as the Queen City of the Ozarks. Had you heard that? I've never heard that before. Um, but they said it has several of the top 10 factors, among them a relatively low cost of living, high-speed broadband, and easy access to an airport. I think you could say, I don't know why Columbia didn't make the list. I'm going to have to yeah. dig down because it sounds like, you know, we should have been atop the list as well. We, we've Here in mid-Missouri, we've got the airport and we've got the parks. Uh, we've got, we're, we're close to everything. Whether you want, uh, you know, the, the athletics of St. Louis professional sports franchises or Kansas City. I mean, everything those cities have to offer. And, by the way, we happen to have a lot here, so why not? Uh, why not us? Something uh, we also have. Uh, if you're looking at the market, the stock futures are up, but something we don't have. Apparently, I saw some tweets last night that as soon as the Chiefs won, people flooded the local sports stores trying to pick up all of the Super Bowl uh, wear. So if you're still trying to get that this morning, you might. This is Wake Up Mid Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Coming up Monday morning at 7:08 at this very time, Monday morning when we all meet back here, we're talking about another Chiefs Super Bowl victory. Patrick Mahomes, by the way wins the NF. All right, so that was from Friday's show that I had just had to replay that because I actually, <laughs> fingers were crossed when I was saying that part out loud. We'll be back here Monday morning celebrating a Chiefs Super Bowl victory. Uh, so I won't say that I did predict the Chiefs. Uh, Are you trying yeah. to tell everyone I told you so? <laughs> you love to do it. You know how you tell somebody you love, you tell, you tell, I told you so? You don't. Uh, welcome into the show. There's uh, Stephanie Bell. Good morning. Glad you're back, man. I'm glad to. Seriously, it's good to have you back. There's John Marsh. Good morning. Uh, producer Ann is here. Hello. My name is Brandon Rather. If there's something we can do for you, 874-9390, 874-9390. A lot other things on the uh, on the Super Bowl. Jalen Hurts, who uh, he's the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, rather liked what he had to say. Listen, it's easy it's easy to go and stick your microphone in the face of somebody who's won the Super Bowl. And when you're the guy who's won, it's easy to say, yes, and I want to thank all these people for making this possible. But when you've lost the Super Bowl on basically a last second, and field build, guessing it's kind of hard to do that. But I appreciate what Jalen Hurts said. Man, I think um, you want to cherish, you want to cherish these moments. You want to cherish these moments with the people that you come so far with. You know, uh, your family, uh, your loved ones, your teammates, your peers, everyone that you you do it with and do it for. You know, and uh, I'm so proud of this team. You know, I will say I'm so proud of this team for everything that we've been able to overcome. Obviously, we had a, a big-time goal in the end that we wanted to accomplish, and we came up short. You know, and I think the beautiful part about it is everyone experiences different pains. Everyone di- experiences different um, agonies of life. But you decide if you want to learn from it. You decide if you want to use that to be a teachable moment. And I, I know what I'll do. I love that. Hey, you know, it'd be a teachable moment, and I can choose. Yeah, this really sucks right now, but you know what? I can choose to take this agony, take this defeat or whatever, and do something different. You said something on the show several months ago as it related to you when you were studying college. Perfect preparation prevents possible problems or some. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, it's six Ps, and now that you're putting me on the spot, I'm going to get it wrong. But I think it's uh, some like uh, per- perfect Prevents poor performance is the last part. So practice 
You know, perfect posture. practice prevents posture. poor performance. Perfect <laughs> posture prevents poor performance. Jalen Hurts, the guy scores 35 points in a Super Bowl and still loses. He has nothing to nothing right? to be upset. I mean, yeah. other than they didn't win, but 35 points. And proper, you look, proper preparation proper, prevents poor performance. Proper preparation prevents poor per, per performance. And I love when you said that. I've always roughly remembered it. <laughs> but uh, but Jalen Hurts, you know, is yeah, sometimes bad bad things happen. And losing a Super Bowl, by the way, I'm guessing it's not a bad thing. You still made it to the Super Bowl. It still hurts. But then to take those things and go, okay, I messed hip here. Or I did this. What can I do? Instead of going home and laying on the couch for two days in a row watching South Park, what can I do to improve upon that? What can I do to take more proper preparation to prevent performances. Are the Eagles also going to Disneyland? I hope they are. I hope they're not moping around today. I don't think the losing team gets to... I, I, I don't believe that is they the case. They go to Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> so they go back home and take their Hershey factory tour. Yeah. And I'll tell you, there is a Six Flags not far from the uh, Disneyland. It's called Magic Mountain. I've been to both of them. And, uh, you know, but it's... It, you bring up a great point, Brandon, that it you get to the Super Bowl, it's an honor, even if you get beat in a blowout. They have nothing to be ashamed of. They were right in it. Quite frankly, they should have won the game, I would argue. Um, the defense of the Eagles just let, and if this is a tribute to Mahomes, Jalen Hurts was outstanding in that game. But they, you know, if the biggest thing I think they're going to look back on as they look at the video is some missed tackles. And letting Kelsey get open several times, which is easier said than done, but uh, I'm sure that's what they're going to work on. But, man, I don't see a lot of weaknesses on that team at all. I, I think both teams could be back next year. Letters. All right, time for the mailbag. I get letters. 874-9390. So many letters. We don't get any letters. A whole bunch of letters. <laughs> we get tax. I'd even read some... mail from a cow. <laughs> Sometimes Brian gets... Personal tax. What do they say? They wanted to know if the superintendent's resigning. What? <laughs> uh, eight seven four ninety three ninety. One of the one of the pieces of mail in our mailbag today. Somebody said, "Hey, can you guys talk about the cost of uh, the cost of daycare?" And something we have covered um, before. And I said, "Well, if you can call in, give us some uh, some context." Um, but I, man, so I and I haven't had a child in daycare for a lot of years. But I remember, and when I hear the numbers nowadays, I'm still just stunned, especially what's happened since this guy has been president. I almost said since January the 20th, 2021. I'm trying to back off of that. But since this guy has uh, has happened, what's happening to families. Um, but if you're not familiar, oh, nothing will take away your breath so much as, as a first-time parent, the first time you start looking if you can find daycare and then learning the cost of daycare. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think even in mid-Missouri, you know, I paid anywhere from like seven to 900 I think, for a newborn. And then as they get older, see, it's all about ratio. So when they're younger, they fewer kids in the class per staff member. And a daycare, their main uh, expense is staff. Um, and so, yeah, at one point I had three children in daycare and i think the total cost was somewhere in the realm of like seventeen hundred dollars a month for child care um it, it's not easy uh I, I i you know i don't fault the daycares for that it, it's not like there are some of the it's other businesses that are just making money hand over fist it's hard to get you know workers and um and those people aren't aren't paid you know super high amounts it's just you know a lot of it is the regulations put on them by the state um those small you know those small 
uh, ratios that they and then all the other things that they have to do to comply um, I think adds to the cost uh, and and so yeah there I think especially here in mid Missouri you've got a lot of like, local chambers and other groups working on the child care shortages because you know it's great if you can find affordable housing but if you can't find someone to watch your kids that's also affordable then you also can't go to work that's exactly right Stephanie and you know with 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 your children and two points I would make number one this issue Brandon and Stephanie did come up at the ready board meeting they've talked about this repeatedly so it's an issue in Columbia Boone County but statewide and the governor and Brandon and I listened to the governor's state of the state address that was a big part of it he said more than 50 percent of Missouri residents lived in an area with a shortage of child care he says one-third of these facilities are no longer open that's why he gave a lot of credit to Sharon Winton who you know she Mm -hmm. runs the Discovery Place in Jefferson City he's unveiled 78 million dollars in child care subsidy rates child care providers so it's a big deal um but in in the part of the issue is uh, the number i think i heard it ready is some of the parents are providing some of their the the cost of child care is either one-fifth or one-fourth i believe was 20 percent of their income oh sure is going to child care that's a that's a significant amount of money and one of the reasons it matters because what do we say well go get a job well i got kids but i i can do that but then i get a job and my money, and I'll use this tax from James as an example. We have two kids in daycare, five-year-old and three-year-old. We pay eighteen fifty a month. So somebody must say they get a job, and I don't know. Let's say they're making two grand a month. Okay, I can go and get a job uh, and make two grand a month. But then I'm going to pay eighteen hundred dollars a yeah. month in daycare, man. Right. Yeah, I mean it was a conversation that we had to have yeah. when when our daycare bill got that high of whether you know it would be cheaper for one of us to stay home. And I think a lot of people have that conversation, and it is cheaper. And what you know what's difficult about that as well is then you're taking talented people out of the workforce. Then as the the employee, you sit out, and then you have to right. explain that, and then you have to get back into the workforce. It, it it's a real struggle. It really is, and it gets back to and the younger people um, will not remember this. But anyone who is 45 to 50 and up will know that in the 1970s, and I would argue previously, you could make a decent living in this country working in a factory, I would argue, and one parent could stay home with the kids. That that was all throughout the 70s, even under Jimmy Carter and probably at least through part of Reagan. And the cost of that started to go up, I would say, mid-80s. But a lot of parents stayed home with kids, at least when I was growing up. My mom did, but many of the... It was primarily the men that worked, but not always. Now, they both have to work. And it was... Uh, and that was back in the time, too, man. You'd go to high school... When high school's over, you marry your high school sweetheart, you buy that little house in town, white picket fence, you work at the factory, and you put into your retirement, and you'll be good. And it's just, again, the only thing that's constant in this life is change. Coming up, uh, we're going to be chatting with, uh, we're going to do some leftovers. Also, Hannah Wish from Boone County Emergency Management. They have some cool training coming up. We're going to turn you on to that. We'll do that just minutes from now here on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri with Brandon Rathert. Enjoy. All right, some leftovers. A couple of things we didn't get a chance to get to on the show this morning. Before we get into the Gary Nolan show, uh, one of the first things we have, Hannah Wishern, Boone County Emergency Management. Hannah, welcome into the show. Wanted to, you guys have uh, some training coming up. What are you guys doing here in the near future? 
Yeah, we're going to host a CERT basic training. Uh, CERT stands for Community Emergency Response Team, and it's a free training. Um, it's coming up in March, and there's four different days that you can come, and then one weekend day to learn about you know basic preparedness stuff, like household preparedness, medical operations, um, active shooter things, you know, just like those basic emergencies that could happen to any of us and how to respond to them. So how to respond for them personally or like you could then go and volunteer for emergency management services like if there's a big thing happening? So it's kind of a combination. Oh, okay. The idea behind CERT is really to empower our community to be able to, you know, get that education and training and um, the relationships that they can volunteer and then ultimately making our community safer, stronger, and just better prepared to respond to all kinds of disasters. So you'd be able to, after taking the training, you can help yourself and your family and neighbors until help arrives and make sure that those people you care about survive until first responders can get there. But then the CERT team is kind of a second step after taking the training that you can go to these monthly meetings to really build your skills and learn more things. So that way, if there is a large scale disaster, you can step up in a bigger way to help your community and serve with the emergency management office. All right, and if folks wanna go and learn more information, where's the best place to send them to? The best place would be ready.boommo.org. There is information under our get involved section. All right. Ready.boonmo.org. Yeah. Getting ready. And this is free. Yes. All right. Very cool. Anything else you want to add, Hannah? Um, no, that's it. I hope um, everybody knows that they can come out and also that if they're not able to commit to those in-person training sessions, we do offer it online as well. Very cool. Hannah Wishern, she is with the Boone County Emergency Management Agency. We appreciate your help here this morning on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Thanks, Brandon. You bet. All right, leftovers. What do you got for leftovers, Steph? Anything? You were just giving me a weird look, but today is Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at, so Valentine's Day, and we let the, we're letting, letting you know, women, so you don't forget to get your husband or get your boyfriend, whatever. Make sure you get him something really nice. We don't want you to forget about this. Make sure you've made plans to take him out, uh, whatever it is. We don't want you to forget. But now they're doing other things around it, like Valentine's Day. Uh, not now, but for a long time. If you don't have a significant other, you can hang out with your gal pals today and like celebrate all the That's what I'm the doing. I'm hanging out with a bunch of gal pals tomorrow. <laughs> And you know what? I guess if you're going to go down, you should, you know, go down with your significant other. Uh, Columbia com couple sentenced for selling counterfeit Disney you know, movies on eBay. Disney movies. Disney movies. Counterfeit Disney movies. When, when we saw that story, this happened right here in mid-Missouri. This They were selling counterfeit uh, Disney DVD movies. Crazy. So I, I'm guessing they, the, the, the movies weren't counterfeit. They were just probably ripping it and, and copying them. But I'm like. No, they were from Hong Kong. 
they were shipping back oh god trailers full of them from hong kong and then selling them in the u.s and i always wonder how does that conversation go when you're in prison and you know you're at j triple c and what are you in for i uh, was uh pawning off disney movies do you think yeah. they turned and tattled on each other or do you think like you know is one of them like you should you know take one for the team there you go i killed bambi's dad <laughs> marsh what you got for leftovers I was thinking about some of the, the Super Bowl spots, the ones yeah. we hadn't mentioned. The one I kind of caught my attention was kind of entertaining about don't call your coworkers rock stars. And it had Ozzy Osbourne and Joan yes. Jett and Billy Idol all in there. That the one. guys from Kiss. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Ozzy Osbourne, dude, walking around with a cane now. And what was it just last week says he's not going to be uh, touring anymore because, number one, not only is he in his 70s, but he, he's been he's been through the ringer. Some of that self-imposed, some of it's uh, not. I did kind of dig that uh, that commercial. The thing I noticed the most about the commercials, and it, it freaks me out because I don't like it, uh, all the car commercials. And as I recall, there was not one for gasoline-powered engines. It was all for electric vehicles, and I hate that. They're but they had Jeeps you could plug into a tree, so, you know, come on. <laughs> Out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> here here locally, I want to say thanks to whoever shot off all the fireworks right there uh, north of the river, I think, right at the 5463 connector as the Chiefs won. Uh, I was trying to get back a little early, so I was listening to the end of the game on the radio and as soon as the game won big fireworks show i i thoroughly enjoyed it how cool is that and then also want to mention uh no i don't want people die at the end of this story maybe i shouldn't mention this story yikes this one it was the way they oh. died that i found kind of uh depressing <laughs> yeah it has to do do with uh it was frozen, ice, ice frozen water they had to cancel the ice fishing tournament any guesses as to why john there was more in the water than just fish. Yeah. <laughs> but it just, well, it was that the ice wasn't thick enough. But apparently, whoever organized this ice fishing tournament did not go out and test the ice themselves. They waited until fishers, uh, some fishermen, unsuccessfully got onto the ice. Oh. The ice was not strong enough, and they fell uh, fell through. So we are getting ready for a lot of things here on the radio station. Number one, we are celebrating a Chiefs victory. Can you believe just a couple of days from now, uh, they're going to be about a two-hour drive to the west of us doing their Super Bowl celebration parade. And apparently schools in the KC Metro have already canceled school for Wednesday. So it's going to be a holiday for some people. We're